When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday Night Raw, and you know what that means. It's triple. Wait, Issa? Issa, what are you doing here? I didn't agree to this. I got tricked into being here. I thought you were going to be gone, and I thought that Labor and Jimmy, my two favorite people, were going to be here. So I better get paid triple for this. But I'm I'm number three, right, of your favorite people? No, then there's Glenn, and then there's Alfred, and there's Raj, um, and then all the people that send us the links, and the people that put together the shows on YouTube, and then, um, yeah, there's a few. The, oh, of course, Nick. Nick is, like, up here, too, and then maybe you. So, I'm number 12, right? <laughs> no, you're, like, how many employees are at Wrestling Inc. total? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this should be an interesting show. Uh, Jimmy, you're going to have to get in the middle of this. We're going to have to. This is, this is going to be a, a rough. Uh, let me see if I can. We're going to have to fix this. But you're going to have to keep, keep, things, uh, keep things civil between us because Lisa doesn't understand that Logan Paul is start. better Don't than start Money in every way. 45 oh, no. million views on a frog splash. Wow. Uh, You know what? It wouldn't take long. I can dive into my closet and pull up my ref shirt if that need be. Don't even need to do that. Don't even need to do that. Jack doesn't doesn't deserve to do that. Okay. Okay. Well, well, we have a big show uh, for you guys. Uh, Feel free to vote in the chat if you think Logan Paul is the best celebrity guest on wwe history or don't i don't know we got a lot of, we got a lot of stuff to cover uh but we gotta start with the news that's what we always do and i'm gonna pull back the curtain usually i don't find the news someone else finds it for me usually justin finds it he's not here i had to go find the news so this is the news we're going to talk about we're going to start with the news i think that everyone is talking about and that is kevin owens uh seems to have been injured at a house show Wrestling Inc. is currently reporting Kevin Owens may be looking at some time off to, due to a reported injury at a WWE house show on Sunday night. According to the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer Owens suffered an MCL sprain in his right knee after coming down awkwardly on a leg during a matchup against Austin Theory. The untelevised match took place during a live show. Um, Jimmy, you've been a part of pro wrestling for a long time. This is kind of the... This is just kind of what happens. It's a dangerous business, whether it's on TV or not. Absolutely. That's one of the, it's sad to say, but it's, it's, 
it, it's one of the, like you said, one of the hazards of being in the ring. Uh, yes. And people that's, you know, people will say, well, it's scripted, it's sports entertainment. It's still very physical and demanding on the body. People don't understand what it's like to get in that ring and take bumps. And like, it, it is not, it is not pleasant unless you really love what you're doing. And, you know, we wish obviously Kevin Owens all the best in his recovery. And this is going to sound weird, but thank goodness it's only a sprain as far as we know and nothing more serious because the MCL is nothing to, 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 to sneeze at. You know, you damage that, it could, you could be out for a while. Yeah, Issa, this was someone that a lot of people assumed was going to be joining Sheamus's team at War Games against the Bloodline. Um, I think that now that there's an open spot, people are trying to figure out who it's going to be. Is it even possible for Logan Paul to make it back in time? I'm getting <laughs> no. the ref shirt right no, now. Is it, he, <laughs> is it he more injured than, than Kevin Owens? Like, legitimate, <laughs> though? like he had yeah. a, a, like a tear, so he's going to be out for a little bit here. Um, <laughs> you know what? It would actually make sense. I Not to give you any kind of freaking credit here. But it did feel like they were building something towards at least the Paul brothers against the Usos. Like so they were teasing something there, right? So I, I do think if Logan Paul was healthy, maybe we would have seen a little bit of that. I don't know that you necessarily throw him in a War Games match, though. Um, but to Jimmy's point, not only is it okay that it's a tear and it's not as serious as it could have been, it's also outside of Survivor Series, this is not the best season for wrestling right so you need time mm -hmm. off december you know and on november and december until we start building up for the rumble these are shows that are mm -hmm. kind of dead kind of there just at a standstill so obviously um it is also a good time for him to go and rest and take the time off that he needs i think the only thing that kind of will wonder will be was it going to be in war games because outside of that there's nothing really going especially with day one possibly canceled now yeah it's uh it makes you wonder who they could bring in to fill that role. I guess they've got a lot of people who are great that they could just plug in there. Like you could plug in a Matt Riddle and it'd mm. be fine. Uh, so I, th I think they would be, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be fine, but it will be interesting to see who ends up taking that spot. Yeah. Cause it's, it's Braun Brutes and Drew. I don't know. Maybe I, they, yeah, they could throw in a lot of people in there. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. But, but just uh, imagine with Sammy on one side and Kevin on the other and them, kind of looking at each other, nodding, and both walking out at the same time and leaving their both their teams hanging, you know what I mean, and kind of forming their own little uh, reunion, so to speak. Or they look at each other and Sami Zayn gives him the haluva kick because he's bloodline now. You got to uh, stick with him. Uh, okay. <laughs> that will be super oozy of him. That's so <laughs> of him. That's see, that's where Issa and I park our cars in the same garage. We're both the bloodline people. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. Right, Whatever. So, we the ones, baby. <laughs> we the we the you ones. You just move two people in the list. You just move you're mm. still like you're still like number twenty-seven, yeah. but you moved up, you know. Take okay. that, Nick Houseman. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh we also have some other news uh that came about and this one surprised me but apparently someone asked Shawn michaels uh whether or not he thinks he's a better wrestler than bret hart and Shawn michaels had this to say he said it's the age-old question who's better sean or brett at some point it dawned on me oh my goodness yeah brett was easily a better wrestler than i am but i think i was a better performer when we came into the age of sports entertainer, I think that was my space. That was my era. It had to do with more than just the technical wrestling of a match. It had to do with the emotion and story. And also, look, the charisma, the entrance, it, all of it sort of combined. At the end of the day, there's no defining the best and the greatest and all that kind of stuff in this line of work. Every bit of it is personal preference. And I try to remind everybody, like, Hey, just the fact that I'm even in the conversation is freaking fantastic with me. Issa, is Shawn Michaels a better wrestler than Bret Hart? Wrestler? That's that was Why the way the question was posed. Why are you putting me in the spot like that? <laughs> I think both of these men are so equally talented that this could be a debate that could be had in wrestling forever, and I think people will go one way or the other. And you're not wrong either way, right? <laughs> right. Do I have a Preference, yes. Feet to the fire. Michaels, yes, but okay. um, but I do think that it's 
it's it's up to wh whoever is talking about it, right? Like you mm -hmm. might like Bret Hart, I might like Shawn Michaels. It's it's all depending on on the view, and and it's true. When people say, "Oh, you're top five wrestlers of all time," it's like, no, no, you can't just like like automatically get overwhelmed. Like no, because you have people on the mic, you have characters, you have wrestlers. Like, are we talking overall? Like, there's so many different categories. So I actually really enjoyed the response that he gave. It is yeah. the most mature response, which ironically, if you think about who Shawn Michaels was at one point, you'd never expect me to be saying he's giving the mature response. But here we are. Jimmy, who's the better wrestler, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? Well, uh, again, that's a subjective question. And you got to talk. Are you talking pro wrestler, sports entertainer? It's the same thing. It's the overall picture. You can't just like if you're talking about in ring work as far as from a technical standpoint, Brett is a master and, you know, uh, you can't deny that. But if you're talking about from a character development standpoint and being able to uh, engage the audience, Shawn Michaels gets a bit of a nod there. So uh, I, I call it a wash. It, I, again, uh, it's the fire point, though. If you had to pick one, if I had to pick one, if I'm a businessman looking to make money, man, Sorry, my fellow Canadian, but I got to go with Sean. Wow. Heel turn by Jimmy Corderas wow. right here, right now. I know. I know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm the Canadian. Jimmy just threw now. Brett through that barbershop window. No, well, uh, actually more like a super kick. But anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and, and it's not, it's uh, no disrespect intended towards Brett. I just, you know, it, it, when it comes to heel and babyface stuff, uh, Sean uh, covers more bases that way for me anyways. Wow. Brett had a better colors, the pink and the black. I was always a big sucker for that. They're my two favorite colors still. <laughs> oh, I would have, when I was a kid, I would have killed someone for, to get one of those pairs of sunglasses that Brett Hart had. Like those were like just the coolest things in the world to me. But, um, but I would never compare the two. I would never try to pick one over the other. You guys, I can't believe you guys actually picked one. I mean, shame on you both. Uh, but let's you asked. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> Uh, but let's let's get into the show. Uh, before we do, thank you to everyone who is listening on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, wherever they call it these days. Uh, thank you for everyone who's watching on YouTube. If you're watching later, hit the like button, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, and if you're in the chat right now, we appreciate you, whether it be Justine or Dylan or Dream Realm or Ricky or Baby Ice or uh, we got another Isa in the chat, by the way, uh, or Casey or M. Rouse in the house. Uh, uh, Segovia, uh, Sabas Segovia. So let me know if I'm saying your name right. But everyone, uh, thank you so much for joining us and let us know what you think uh, of the show. And Ian and Adam, I see you guys too. Sergio, thank you guys so much for being there. Rest in his art. Uh, let's get on with this show. This was a hectic show. I was taking notes and there was all this stuff. I, my, my notes look like a conspiracy theorist pin board with like the yarn connecting all these different like things happening. Uh, let's just start from the top. Seth Rollins comes out and he says that he makes the U S championship, the top prize on Monday night. Bobby Lashley comes out and he wants a shot. Then Ali comes out and we get Bobby Lashley versus Ali and Lashley just beats the snot out of Ali and gets the win. Uh, Isa, I want to start with you. Uh, is this making Ali look like a plucky underdog fighter with a lot of heart, or does he look like a dummy who doesn't know when to stop getting beat up? Because this was like three in a row that he's just gotten like beaten An idiot. Up. Not even that. You saw how out of control Bobby Lashley was last Monday, right? That's how we ended the show. He yeeted you twice. He went out there. He messed up, uh, you know, Seth Rollins. He went after Theory. Why would anyone in their right mind want to take a match with him? They think that he's just going to be in a better mood this week. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I, was, I was watching and screaming, why would anyone agree to a match with Bobby Lashley after seeing the way he behaved last week? I don't think that did this Ali any favors. Or Lashley, because he, he also feels like he's been all over the place. He's talked about going for the titles, like the main titles. He's talked about going after Brock. Now he's going for the U.S. title. So I also feel like a lot of people tonight, for me, felt a little all over the place. Like, we don't know which direction we're going with them, and we're just testing the waters. And I do think that Lashley was one of them. Yeah, he feels like it. And Jimmy, I want to go to you on this because this is kind of in that vein. Lashley and Rollins both seem to be 
very subtly and slowly changing sort of what they, how we're supposed to perceive them. I think six months ago, if they wanted to make a change, they would have had a very blatant, like Bobby Lashley cheats or something or whatever the case is where these two both seem to be kind of going opposite directions, but very subtly. Uh, and just what are your thoughts on where this is going with these guys? No, I, I, I kind of like the new attitude from Bobby. He's showing a different side to himself because uh, showing a side that we didn't, at least I didn't know, he, I have never seen him bring out. And I'm enjoying it. And I'm liking Bobby as a character because we all know Bobby can go in the ring and he looks like a million bucks too. So, you know, this, this new uh, edgier attitude from him, I'm enjoying and Seth's just people want to cheer him regardless of what he does and how, how crazy he acts and how, how he dresses and whatever the case may be, people want to cheer him and want to cheer Becky Lynch as a matter of fact, too. So it seems to run in the family for that matter. So it only makes sense for this to happen. My only issue was the way it started. I loved having Seth come out at the beginning and get that reaction but then we get that three-minute recap of what happened last week. Why not show the three-minute recap first? Mm-hmm. And then have Seth come out, and you probably would have got an even bigger pop. I yeah. don't know. Instead of having him wait there and in in, in probably, you know, jawjacking with the crowd while the video is going on. You know I always I mean? think it's it's awkward when yeah. they have to stand in the ring while a long video plays. And yep. you're just kind of like, like, yeah, what do you do? I don't know. Yeah. But, but other, other than that... Uh, Yes. Uh, the other thing, too, is Ali did look like a punching bag again this week. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for him right now. It, it, at least uh, it, at least if he got some offense in against the big Bobby Lashley, you know, it would have helped him a little. But he was a punching bag and it didn't help him at all. There was someone and we'll get to it later in the night that I think did exactly what I was thinking that Ali was going to do. But look, and I get that Bobby's a, a, the big guy and we're supposed to like make him look that way. But like I said, this is like three weeks in a row where mm-hmm. he got beat up today. Last week, he got thrown over all the uh, cargo boxes <laughs> like a rag doll. It just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no excitement when he comes out. There isn't. Yeah. You just yeah. know that you you know what he's here to do. And I wish that mm-hmm. wasn't the case anymore, but that's how they booked him. So why would you mm-hmm. even think? Of, I, my mm-hmm. reaction was like, why are you out here? Why are you trying to get beat up again? Literally, as soon as the music hit and mm-hmm. I realized it was him, that was my first thought. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ali, you need a friend to stop you. Like, mm-hmm. so you need an intervention right now because this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do, I like Ali. I hope he finds a way through all this, but for mm-hmm. now, I don't get it. Uh, we get a little backstage segment uh, that leads to a match. The OC... Uh, is chatting and AJ challenges Finn Balor to a match at Survivor Series and Gallo says he's good with the ladies again. He really wants to make sure that that gets gets over. Uh, we then get a Mia Yim versus Tamina match. Uh, Ripley and Dom, they watch on as Mia makes pretty quick work of Tamina. And then after the match, Mia invites Ripley into the ring, but Ripley thinks twice about it. Jimmy, of course, there's going to be a little bit more that plays out with this whole thing. But for this part of the show, what were your thoughts just on Mia Yim's return match and I guess re-debut? Yeah, obviously against someone like Tamina, who who is, you know, big and bad. It, it, it was a good victory for her to show that she is on, on the upper level, especially against someone like Rhea, because Rhea's got a lot of momentum going in and she's got she's got a lot of heat on her and people she's believable as as a kick-ass. Mm-hmm. So so they did a good job of doing the same with Mia Yim here, reminding everybody that she's a kick-ass as well. And I like that they teased a little bit of an interaction afterwards, but then Rhea, like the good heel she is, steps out and says, not today. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Make people wait for it. Which I absolutely loved. And, and Issa, I want to get your thoughts on that. And uh, the the post-match recruiting effort by damage control to Mia Yim, Mia Yim says no, kind of expected it but uh how do you feel about this recruiting effort by damage control early on and i want to ask you this too this just bugged me why well, it bugs me for no reason but mia yim is wearing black and blue but the aoc is wearing red and black and i would i, I like it when teams match that's all i'm saying i don't know anyways what were your thoughts I see your point i do i do i am a sucker for a presentation of a team and i'm hoping that when we see them fight as a team maybe they'll match but they haven't fought together yeah. Well, they are a together thing. They haven't fought really together. So 
Um, I, I appreciated damage control trying to recruit uh, Mia. I really like that. I, I thought it's smart, right? You got to get the baddest in there, but it also makes you wonder why hasn't nobody tried to recruit Rhea? Like, why wouldn't yeah. anybody try to recruit Rhea before even Mia yeah. Yim? Like, the reason why they even brought up Mia Yim is to control Rhea Ripley. So why wouldn't you want that problem in your team, mm. right? Um, the match itself, though, I wasn't a fan of. I liked the interaction afterwards. I did think even though it was a fast match, I don't know that they had a lot of chemistry there. Um, but it was just, I mean, Mia hasn't been here for a while. I don't know if she's worked with Tamina before. I'm not going to overpick on a match that was supposed to just put Mia Yim over and make her look mm -hmm. strong. It did do that. Um, so, yeah, for all, I'm pretty happy to see Mia Yim back um, in WWE. And I think uh, it's a fun story to put her at Korea, who has been books so dominantly without even wrestling she's wrestled one match but she's still like the one that nobody messes with so it's a fun it's a fun way to debut her and we see where it goes yeah Rhea may be the most like over women's wrestler right now and she's not wrestling which is insane but she's wrestled uh, one match in like almost 200 days and it was on NXT like that's well, crazy to yeah. me how strong she's looked and how she made the judgment day Overall, mm -hmm. as, a, as a fact. It, it, again, it just goes to show you how personality attracts and gets people invested. Mm -hmm. Yes, you could, you could, you could do all the uh, twisting, burning, four fifty hammer, phoenix splashes in the world, but it's people get invested in people. I do love a twisting four fifty burning hammer splash. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, but we we continue on, and uh, Matt Riddle runs into the Alpha Academy, and they go back and forth a few times. And they decide they're going to have a fight. Uh, it's a great matchup. Uh, I thought kind of an early match of the night contender here, uh, but I thought it was a bit of a, a again a, a surprise win. Issa Alpha Academy back to back singles wins. Is this the start of something bigger for them, you think? Or is this going to just kind of lead to a match at Survivor Series and then burn off? I mean, hopefully, you know, we'll see. It, I, I'm more worried about Riddle. <laughs> Riddle's one of those people that I was telling you felt a little, I don't know what direction they're going with him, but this doesn't feel like the right direction. And we do see a lot of that with Riddle when randy's not there right i feel like when randy's there his book's so strong he's so over and then when randy's not there you're just putting him in random fields that he kind of loses he goes into a 50 booking um at least they did the the angle with otis here you know kind of helping chad gable win so so it doesn't completely uh make matt riddle look weak uh however the match itself a banger the mm -hmm. reasoning behind the match or did i feel invested no, but now that you mentioned that there's a little bit of a winning streak going going into next week, I'm going to keep an eye on what American Alpha is mm -hmm. doing. So I don't know who they're trying to get over here, but the bongos and the silly Matt Riddle, after having such an intense all the way to fight pit with Seth Rollins, it just feels a little, what are we doing here with him? Yeah, he's someone, him and Alpha Academy, I feel like are almost victims of their own success in being silly and being funny and being able to bounce back from losses and kind of being plug and play because you could kind of just have Matt Riddle walk in on anybody and have a match. Yeah, he was uh, so intense in that much. field with Rollins. Like so intense in that field with Rollins when they were like yep. really speaking to each other, bringing up real life stuff and you saw a different side of Riddle. And just to see him go back to this after that. It's, mm -hmm. uh... Yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, it, like, because he was great. I thought they were going to get way more serious and have him start mm -hmm. getting more to the MMA side of things. And, and Jimmy, I want to talk about that. One, I feel like I was watching this and it was, wasn't until like halfway through the match where I thought, oh yeah, Matt Riddle's also like a, a, uh, mm -hmm. uh, what's the word I want to use? You know, uh, uh, Gable's got the, uh, the Olympic wrestling background, but he, Riddle's got the MMA background. Right. And, uh, I forgot about that because the way Riddle's presented, but I think it's because mm -hmm. it's so easy to just say, oh, just have him be silly and we'll get back to him later. Uh, yeah, see, that's the problem. He's losing a lot of steam here. And yes, I get it. The heels won in heel fashion here, cheating to win. But at the same time, how many times has, has Riddle lost? And and like you said, too, Jack, this whole thing with the uh, four, uh, bro 420 shirt and him going around with his bongs. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost like a an updated version of what our truth was for a mm -hmm. while there, and and don't get me wrong, our truth is another guy who can wrestle, yeah, his his butt off, and and Matt Riddle is one of those guys too. So 
I don't know if this is this generation's our truth and this is where he's stuck to be without uh, Randy Orton. I don't know. I was thinking someone, he reminds me a lot of someone who we see later in the show and that he reminds me a lot of Adolph Ziggler where we're like, he's great. He's funny. We can plug him in anywhere. He always has great matches. We'll, you know, we have nothing for him now, but we'll have something for him later. And then before you know it, mm-hmm. you know, five years go by and you're like, eh, Dolph Ziggler, he never wins. Yeah. But the difference is Dolph Ziggler is extremely underrated right now. The guy is so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And which we know it's just, you know, I don't, I don't want to say his time has passed, but they're, they're not seeing it in him right now. And, but we'll talk about him, what he did yeah. later anyway. So, yeah. never mind. Well, uh, we get to the next part of the show, which is definitely a um, this is this mm. this is where I got a little frustrated with the show. This is where Jack's frustration moment here, and that was uh, Miz TV hosted by Byron Saxton. Mm. Um, yeah. Miz, Miz admits that he paid Dexter and says that he wanted some empathy to and that he helped Dexter Loomis and he's been home all week depressed, but Gargano comes out and says the Miz was in Cancun. And so the Miz wants to know why Johnny is butting in, but he never actually gives an answer to why. Uh, But we do get the match Miz versus Loomis at survivor series. If Dexter wins, he gets the money that he's owed and a contract. This uh, Jimmy, this is a, this whole thing. I feel like I've never it was built as a mystery mm-hmm. and I feel like it was never really answered. And then the, the answer is kind of weak, but I don't know why. I, I don't know. This, this feels like it's a very long drawn out story that isn't that complicated or interesting. Well, I, I, I don't know about that. I, I, I am enjoying how Miz is presenting it though. Cause Miz is, mm-hmm. uh, you talk about underrated heels. Miz yeah. is just fantastic at generating heat and, and he's taking that real life, um, heat that he had backstage from years ago and now the fans are, are aware of it and at least the ones the hardcore fans know about mm-hmm. it. But he's playing into their their feelings for him and he is just not liked by the wrestling audience and mm-hmm. for him saying i wanted some empathy and stuff like that if it was somebody you felt for you would probably go oh but it's miz and everybody went Oh, come on. You know <laughs> what I mean? Which got the desired reaction, in my opinion, anyways, got this desired yeah. reaction. You you dislike him more now because of that. I guess, like, I like the, the players. I thought Miz was actually incredible in this. I thought his promo was actually really, really good. It's just, I don't, I, I Issa, how do you feel? I just, I feel like I just don't care, like, <laughs> about the, this whole buildup and story. Same same my notes for this says i can't stand this segment that's all i wrote down <laughs> I, I did, that cardigan did look very comfy though i was like you know, I, I i i did like the outfit i'm not gonna lie i was <laughs> like okay he's trying to come out and gain some sympathy look relatable like i i, I gave him props the miss is fantastic and he tries his best with whatever it is that you give him mm-hmm. this just is not hitting for me there's just like a disconnect i thought it was going somewhere different and i think the big reveal was a little underwhelming at least for me and now i don't care like put the match on main event and let's just move on it does because i think this whole story was definitely if this was a one month feud i'd go oh this is great fun silly kind of throwaway thing but now that we're on like month three of it i'm like okay like i feel like it's not even that big of a deal like what this did i've would have made more sense for, for Dexter to be, well, I guess maybe they're trying to put him as a baby face. I don't know. But would it make more sense for Dexter to be the one blackmailing people in order to try to get a uh, contract? He's the psychopath. Like, that would have made so much more sense for The Miz. The Miz got money. He's got connections. They move on to somebody else. I don't know. It's just like The Miz paying Dexter. It just seems silly. Yeah, the way my crazy mind works now that you guys have been talking about it, there is maybe something even crazier in the works. Uh, like, better be uh, pretty crazy. Well, you know, you talk about uh, Dexter. <laughs> Dexter is a baby face, and everybody's going, "Ah, oh, Dexter is a baby face." So come on, he, uh, maybe he's not in the end. But let's leave it at that. I don't want to give away. Oh, I would like that because I don't see him as a baby face at this point after breaking into the Mrs. Home. Well, I never saw it as a baby face. As a baby face, which is why I don't understand why you couldn't do the whole. He's the one blackmailing people or or Mm, trying to like do whatever it takes to get this contract. Right. But hey, Jimmy, maybe I'm just I just hate using that. I'm going to let it play out just to be disappointed. And I have been disappointed so far (laughs) the entire duration of this feud. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I don't trust that I'm gonna let it play out. But maybe you know, wishful yeah. thinking. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because I'm, I'm a Jeter fan, so I'm I'm you know looking forward to see where this goes for him. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it plays out. I get. It's not doing. It's, I tell you one thing. It's not doing Johnny Gargano any favors. It does. He does come across to me as the jerk every time. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's someone who's butting into other people's business and not really helping. You know, because yeah, he's not no, even actually. And you're starting saying to anything. see a lot of reactions and social media uh, responses to some of the things that he's doing. That people are just not enjoying it as much as they <laughs> typically enjoy Johnny Gargano. Okay, and again, I, I I I'm a huge Johnny Gargano fan. I actually am really excited that he's on TV. I just this feels like a very weird hmm. setup. But earlier in the night, this was one of my favorite moments uh, when hmm. Dominic Mysterio was making fun of Shelton Benjamin from behind Damian Priest, and hmm. uh, kind of uh, like almost like a scrappy do, I guess, while. <laughs> Someone else was in front of him. And uh, Priest yeah. says, let's fight. So Shelton Benjamin says, okay, let's fight, Dominic. And then we get the Dominic versus Shelton Benjamin match. Lots of shenanigans from the Judgment Day, as you'd expect. Dominic gets the win. Jimmy Corderas, Corderoy. We have sang the praises of Shelton Benjamin on this show before. He, got the, he lost, but is this potentially... Shelton Benjamin coming back on TV. He's had some promos. He's had some matches. Is this a resurgence for uh, Shelton? Uh, I don't know if I would call it a resurgence. I think this is more that people recognize his past and how good he really is. And to it, and beating a, someone like a Shelton Benjamin, who, you know, in, in like the backstage area, everybody knows that this guy is a legit, you know, butt kicker let's put it mm-hmm. this way you know people talk about brock lesnar they forget that shelton benjamin is on that level and the, when they're when you talk about people you don't want to mess with in the back shelton is one of them anyway um again if you if you don't make someone you haven't beaten anyone and shelton is a pretty much a made man they showed his accolades i love the fact that they showed how many uh, past championships and stuff like that so dominic beating people like uh a shelton benjamin can only help dominic and I think that's his role right now is to help elevate other talent. And and he does have other backstage duties as well. But on TV, I don't know if this is going to elevate him uh, to, a, to uh, a more prominent status on TV. But he is someone who can elevate young talent, definitely. Sean Benjamin, much bigger than you think he would be, too, oh. as far as, like, wide. Like, he's a... Deceptively. He is big. a just a, yeah. a stout fella. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, but Issa, I want to talk to you about Dominic Mysterio. We've never chatted about Dominic Mysterio. I would love to know your thoughts on how the young fella is developing as a member of Judgment Day. Look, this is the most invested I've ever been into anything Dominic Mysterio has done. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. admit that. I also got a huge laugh out of him calling Ray Mysterio the big dad tonight. Like it took me a second to connect the line. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, what about my deadbeat dad? And I'm like, wait, you're talking about Ray Mysterio. <laughs> um, but I still, there's still a little bit of a disconnect with him and the Judgment Day. Like, I just don't feel like he belongs there. Like, I'm into mm-hmm. it because Rhea is with him. But as soon as he starts speaking, I'm like, yeah, no. You know what I mean? I still mm-hmm. need to see a little bit more from him. And I, I don't know what what's not clicking for me. At the same time, I do think that the Ray and Dominic Mysterio match should happen in a big stage. So keep them apart for a little while. I love that they moved Dominic to SmackDown. I mean, sorry, Ray to SmackDown. We're going to keep them apart. And he helps Dominic grow. He's not 100% there for me yet, but is this the most invested I have been since he's been in WWE? Yes. No, yeah. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, uh, uh, Issa, to a certain point, but I also see much improvement in Dominic, and I see him getting a little more comfortable in this role. That I so know. So, so this is definitely helping him. And uh, like you guys said, I, 
the match between father and son should happen on the big stage. That's that, that to me sounds like a WrestleMania moment. It does. Yeah. It, it feels like, especially recently, his growth has like gotten exponentially faster. Like he was, he was growing, but then as of late, it's been going way up, like way faster. And I think mm-hmm. watching today, he's able to lean into sort of just imitating Eddie Guerrero in a way that, yeah. I mean, if you're imitating Eddie Guerrero, you're going to do good, but also because I mean, that's his father. Story, yeah. Like we're going to, we're mm-hmm. going to hate him for doing it even more. Like, it's just like, it, it's just a very simple, you know, the keep it simple thing. Like it's simple, it works and it's a great way for thing for him to lean into. So I will uh, say one thing. If if you if you need him to grow, whether it's on promos, you know, on the mic or whatever, you did put him in there in a faction with three people that are extremely comfortable. They go out there, they mm-hmm. exude confidence. So you couldn't pair him with a better trio because there's just nothing like any of them come out solo and they have that it factor, right? I think Finn Balor mm-hmm. has it, Rhea Ripley has it, Damian Priest has it. So it doesn't get any better. And maybe that's why I struggle to see him fitting in with the Judgment Day because, you know, he's mm-hmm. still learning and growing compared to the three performers that are already made. But I will say this, like, it makes you wonder, okay, what, what did they see in Dominic, right? Because why would they want to be hanging out with Dominic? There's got to be something there. And that that does keep me tuned in. But I do think that Judgment Day from when they started with the weird vampire moment that they had with Edge and Damian Priest to kicking off edge to where they're at now that's a 180 and it doesn't get talked about enough i really am enjoying what the judgment day is doing the, you're right so that's, it's going to be one of those things where i think we'll look back at the judgment day and people are like wait edge was in it that what a weird you know it's going to feel so different than what it is now once it's all said and done that it's going to feel like that wasn't real judgment day you know that was something else uh so yeah i think probably the just for hyperbole's sake, probably the greatest like stable turnaround ever. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine. I can't remember a stable that started off one way, turned it around, and made it become so much better, mm-hmm. uh, and not breaking up and falling apart in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of breaking up and falling apart in the process, Dana Brooke uh, had a match with EO Sky, a fairly mm-hmm. quick one, and uh, EO got the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, story of the match, though, is Mia Yim comes out, mm-hmm. says she's joined Team Bianca, and of course, mm-hmm. later in the night, Ripley says she's going to join Damage Control to get to Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. Issa, I, I get it. This is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, the, the, the matchup makes sense, but it feels like Mia Yim was kind of being a jerk in this case, because Damage Control's like, we'd love to have you on our team, and she was like, no thanks. I'm joining the other guy so I can beat you up. I was like, what? They didn't do anything mean to Mia Yim. Why is she like trying to fight them? Right, right. Agreed, agreed. It was a weird booking choice here. Um, at the same time, I, I, I shared this with you guys earlier. It bothers me that Rhea had to go join a team when I feel like both of these teams should have been after her just because she's so dominant and it's somebody that you will want on your corner. Even even Bianca, who has the stare downs that we're all waiting for the match to happen, should recognize the thread that Rhea is and say, listen, let's coexist for one night, you know? Mm. So I don't like that Rhea had to go to them and be like, okay, fine, I'll join you. I think people should have been after her, which is why I appreciate it when she got recruited to go down to NXT. I was like, that's a smart choice. That's who I would want us to pick as my poison, right? Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I did think that Mia came off as because I, I didn't think judgment, I'm sorry, damage control was wrong in the way they tried to recruit her or said anything mm-hmm. that should have triggered her to like go in a different direction. It felt like I was watching Love is Blind and somebody was saying not at the altar. You know, that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I agree. I just feel like they, they were nice about it. If they were like, join mm-hmm. us or you're going to regret it and we're going to beat you up or something, then I could see right. it. But there's like we'd really we we'd love to have you on our team. We're big fans, and she's like, yeah. "No thanks, I'm gonna beat you yeah. up." <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Jimmy, I think to Issa's point, I agree with what she's saying. I feel like if anything, we should have seen three weeks of people trying to like court uh, Ripley and be like, "If you join our team, we'll give you this. You got to join our team. You got to join our team." Instead of her just going, <clears throat> "I'm joining your team." It is kind yeah. of a boss movie now that I think about it, though. She's like, no, I'm on your team. You don't, yeah. you don't get to choose. Yeah, and, and, and if you're really, like, she she, she is a dominant uh, person uh, on the female roster. So to make her even feel like more dominant when people are trying, like you said, trying to recruit her and asking her to join us in, in this fight for them, you know, we need you. 
or we want you on our side, that puts Rhea over even that much more. And, you know, in heel fashion, of course, she could say to the to the ones, no, I'm not joining you guys. No, no. What, what do you what, what are you offering me other than a spot on your team? Right. Make exactly. it worth my while. Yes. Okay? What is it going to look, you know, like uh, Bianca Belair, like you said, uh, we can coexist f- for one match. I'll tell you what, you join us for this match and somewhere down the line, I will offer you a title opportunity or something like that, you know, to, to you know, make her seem like the big deal that she is. So speaking of big deals, we've got one missing spot on these teams. I believe the, the, uh, the bad guy side is all filled up damage control. They're all filled up. They got five, uh, the goody two shoes though. They're missing a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, uh, Issa, we'll start with you. Do you have a prediction on who the last person is going to be? I can see it being Candace LeRae since the, she has story and it was EO and, Dakota, who technically took her out, if I'm remembering correctly. So that's who I'm thinking. I'm, I'm trying to not go crazy and fantasy book something that won't happen. So I'm going to stick with the safe choice. <laughs> Always a good move. People sometimes get a little in over their heads with the fantasy booking. And and then you get mad when it doesn't happen. And he's like, bro, you made that whole storyline in your head. Don't be mad at WWE. <laughs> right. They did nothing. They did nothing to promise that. That's all on I you. Know. Right. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, who, who's your prediction? I feel like Candice LeRae is probably the right pick, but it, it, it makes a lot of sense, absolutely. But if you're looking at someone to come back and make a return, and I know a lot of people don't like uh, the nostalgia trip, but uh, they also took out Beth Phoenix, yeah. And if you know, you know, Beth Phoenix coming back to join them and and, and helping out would be interesting, especially with Rhea now on on the other side. I would love to see Piper Niven come back or do drop. That'll be good because she was involved with Nikki Cross. I like the I like the choices that we're making here because all of these women make sense. Even people in the chat saying Becky returns. Well, we saw Becky leave in 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 damage control coming back. I just wanted to be someone that has something to do with the story and not let's just throw this person for the pop that makes no sense why they're here. Um, right. So that's all that I'm saying. Like, I think Becky Doudrop, I think mm-hmm. Beth Phoenix and Candace LeRae, all four of these choices will make sense. They've been involved with these women one way or another. Makes sense. Yeah, either way, it should be fun. I'm excited. This is the first Survivor Series I'm like super pumped for in a long time. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited. Uh, we've got Austin Theory, part one <laughs> of the night. Uh, we're going to start. Uh, so he he cuts a promo and he defends his choice to not cash in on Roman Reigns because the scenario just didn't exist. So he went after he's scared what, because of what? Oh, he's scared. Well, he should be scared. I wouldn't cash in on Roman Reigns either. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so he he doesn't. So he, instead, he says, "I cash in on one of the greatest of all time, uh, Seth Rollins." But then Bobby Lashley cost him, and Ziggler says his cash in was the greatest. And uh, the uh, um, Austin Theories was the worst. So now they decide to have a fight. Uh, we get the match, and Ziggler is no cell phone, uh, really selling that it's the worst cash-in uh, ever for, on commentary, but also that this is a different Austin Theory, and it yeah. changed him. Uh, it ends with Theory hitting the A-Town down again and again, and then Bobby Lashley and uh, Dolph Ziggler until mm-hmm. the match. I, I can't remember. It seemed like it got thrown out, but it should have been a DQ. Jimmy, uh, yeah. can you clear that up for us? Was this a DQ or was it thrown out? Uh, they didn't really specify because the ring announcer did not make the announcement at the end of the match. They didn't say that the referee has has thrown this match out or the referee has disqualified or, or they were out for a long time. You could have even called it a double count out for, for just for shiggles, as they say. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But uh, yeah, I uh, I question the the call of the match. The referee just throwing it out and calling it a no contest or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, I do like two things. I like the explanation uh, afterwards. Austin Theory saying that you know what, it was maybe the Money in the Bank briefcase was a crutch holding him back. Mm-hmm. And now that he doesn't have it, he, you know, he could unleash himself. I ca- and I, I like this new attitude from Austin Theory. I like this new aggressive attitude. It's, it's very heelish is what he's supposed to be. And uh, 
I don't know what else to add to that, except uh, this new direction he's going in. The only thing I will say is this is happening at the same time. Bobby's doing the same thing. So it's, it's a little too similar, you know, maybe have that moaning period about, you know, the cash in for a little bit before showing this aggressive side. I do. I love how uh, this was Corey Graves actually really good during this. Cause I love how you're saying mm-hmm. when you lose everything, you're free to do anything. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think that I think Austin theory jumped the gun a little bit on using the stairs. I think he, he I think he was supposed to wait till a cash out or so, mm-hmm. or a, a count out before mm-hmm. he did that. But, uh, and then they were kind of like, Oh, but uh, mm-hmm. now Issa, how do you feel about this new direction of Austin Theory? Are you buying it, or do you still feel like Austin Theory is still the selfie guy? I didn't, I didn't like that he called the uh, the briefcase like uh, like a holdback. I hated that, completely hated it. Like, no, it's not a holdback; it's an opportunity that you didn't know how to use. I mm-hmm. did think the change of attitude makes perfect sense, right? You look, you look silly, um, and and people are making fun of you, so it makes sense. I just think they did it too fast. Like he went from the worst caching to standing tall in a week. I don't buy it for him to just for it to happen that fast, but it makes sense. Do you? Because um, I, I agree with both of I. I agree with both of you, and I feel like as we talked about throughout this this episode, it feels like they are trying a lot of things and sort of doing a lot of stuff really quickly here. It does. I would have liked to have seen Austin Theory go through a little bit more of a nothing's going right period before this change um but i don't know maybe they're saying we need to get get from point a to point b too fast i do like this new theory over what he was before uh because i felt like there were people doing i I felt like like, all jokes aside about logan paul he was doing the selfie thing better than austin theory was and i think even grayson waller on nxt is kind of playing that kind of character a little bit better and i yeah Mm -hmm. I, i just I think this is the right place for him, but it did feel a little bit like they said, okay, that's done. Next thing. Forget everything you saw before. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. It's no, good to I see Ziggler it. back though. Those guys had a great, great match. The match was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get a better finisher for theory though? I hate, I hate his finisher. How, what do you guys think of the finisher? I feel like I, I hate it. I feel like it, it feels like a setup move. It doesn't feel like the move, if that makes sense. Mm. I hear what you're saying, but uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm I'm okay with it. it. It's something that hopefully doesn't get kicked out too often. And when it, someone does kick out of it, it actually means something. That's all. That which seems to be a problem industry wide now, not just yeah. you know. But anyways, that's a different that's a different topic for another day or another rant. It feels very Seth Rollins Falcon Arrow move, you know, where you're like, oh, he does, yes. he always goes for the pin, but no, he's not supposed to win with it. Or right. that double superplex that he does too, that I'm glad Finn reversed it tonight because I always hate that he hits it and he never finishes anybody with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know what he would use. I know he used to do like a TKO, but I think because of Orton, they don't want him doing it because it looks a little too RKO y. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I want him to. I want him. To, Austin Theory, I know you're watching. If you could just do me a favor and just like maybe <laughs> workshop a few moves. Yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, so we get one of my favorite running bits throughout the night, and um, this was surprisingly entertaining for me. Uh, Baron Corbin and JBL playing cards backstage, which Jimmy, as you would attest to, very in character for JBL to be smoking mm-hmm. cigars and playing cards backstage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very rude to the local people before mm-hmm. Akira shows up and pretends to not know how to play poker before taking all of their money. That leads mm-hmm. to a match between the two, which was surprisingly competitive. Corbin still got the win. And, and Issa, I want to talk to you about this one. We talked about Ali earlier. This is the, what I was alluding to earlier. This was an example of a match. We knew the outcome. We knew how it was going to go, but it still gave us just enough of that. But what if? What you if know? what? Like what if what if Akira <laughs> wins? He's like he got some offense in. He looked a little he looked a little spicy during the match, I guess, as opposed to Ali, who just got beat up. No, I never thought that, Jack. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I will say, I really was hoping this was leaning into poor Corbin again, because that was my favorite version of Corbin, and I've been dying to see him again. And yeah. like seeing him like with the shirt on done, kind of like 
falling apart with the poker. Also, how good are you at poker if you fall for the, oh, I don't know how to play poker line? That's true. Come on. Come on. Rookies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the match was fun. Um, I praise the end of days every single time I see it, and I continue to do it. doesn't matter who he hits it from. It just looks like you were just talking about it. It looks like a finisher. Like nobody yes. should kick out of that. Love the mm -hmm. way that it looks. It's visually appealing. And coming from such a big guy as Baron Corbin hitting it, it's just mm -hmm. chef kiss. Every time I see it, I love the move, no matter how I feel about whatever character Corbin is playing at the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Corbin is so good in the ring. Like no one, I, I know people like on Twitter may not like him or whatever, but he's so good. His matches are yeah. always good. He's so good at what he does. And Issa, like mm -hmm. you said, his finisher looks like a finisher. It, it always looks so smooth when he does it, but I just try to imagine actually doing that to someone. It'd be so hard to like reverse momentum and all. I don't know. It's, it's incredible. Uh, Jimmy, I was thinking as I was watching this, how funny would it be if Baron Corbin started teaming up with JBL because JPL has got the money and knows what he's doing mm -hmm. and JBL's advice caused him to lose all his money again. <laughs> Oh, that, well, you never know. That may happen or either that or JBL ends up, uh, you know, taking the money from Corbin down the line and just he's, he's working Corbin and, you know, because JBL is right. that kind of millionaire. But uh, no, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. I didn't think of that. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of possibilities here. But this this adds another dimension to Corbin. Like you said, very uh, you talk we talk about underrated or under underappreciated talents mm -hmm. in the ring and Corbin is definitely underappreciated as a talent in the ring. And now that we're getting to see this side of him, uh, I'm, I'm liking it. And this, this, this fits right in with the JBL stuff. It just, it just makes sense. And, and does Corbin need someone to talk for him? Not necessarily, but at the same time, uh, pairing him up with someone like a JBL, maybe hopefully gets him to that next heel level that he needs to get to. And people will start to take notice that, Hey, Maybe there is something here. JBL is not afraid to just go for the throat of the local crowd and just like tear into them. Every single time. Every yeah, single I, time. I, 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 I've had the pleasure on many nights to stand in the ring with JBL and have to kind of keep my eyes open that make sure nobody <laughs> jumps the rail and, and have to, and then me have to, because that's what you got to do. You're the one who has to tackle them, you know, so to speak. Right. Lucky you. You've got yeah. you've got these guys who are just like mountains of men, and they're like, Jimmy, can you handle this? Uh, well, you know, because they can get sued, believe it or not. Well, anyway, it's a, it's a long story, but uh, uh, technically, it's security, and then yeah. uh, then the referee, and then uh, after that, they're they're defending themselves. Right. Interesting. That's an interesting. Uh, I didn't know there was a hierarchy. <laughs> well, it's I, I don't know if I'd call it a hierarchy because, you know, like uh, I, I'm not like a trained defender, but at the same time, I could run interference pretty good uh, yeah. being 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 a, from Canada. I'm playing hockey. So, you know, I know but, how to run interference. <laughs> right. <laughs> you check them. It's yes. the uh, but JBL, because yeah, a lot of people come in back. You guys are all a bunch of idiots, but like he will like fine tune what he's saying to that specific crowd and just mm -hmm. really cut deep. And you can tell it's a different level of. Yeah. yeah, of 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 booze he's getting. It's not just like, oh, boo, you're saying mean things. It's like, yeah, and and little subtleties that he throws out there. You know, like the the Ugandan whiskey or the Ugandan, yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like just tremendous. Does does Uganda do, do they actually make whiskey? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm glad okay. I'm not the only one who thought about that. I'm like, what? Why wouldn't you want the Kentucky kind of the good kind? Like that's yes. what I even thought. Exactly. See, there you go. Because he's in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Don't put over their booze. Put over the, uh, uh, you know, fine Ugandan whiskey. And you know, it, now that you mentioned that, that's the only reason why uh, Akira Tosawa got some offense on there. Because Bill Corbin mm -hmm. was half drunk in this match. That's there you go. <laughs> But that's a good little angle to add too. It made it. Yeah. I, I just I yeah. thought this was a match. I think any other time you would have been like, "This is stupid." But I was like, "Oh, this is kind of fun." And Akira's looking, and, like I said, feisty. I, I don't never thought he was going to actually win it, but you're still kind of like, "Oh, he's doing and, some stuff." And they gave him and, a reason to be on TV as well. There's a lot. We've seen yeah. a lot of people come back the last few weeks that they just kind of show up, but they did the backstage bit, so it made sense for him to get the match. Yeah, and 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 like I said earlier, like in the match. Actually, Corbin got Tazawa over, and like I said, if you if you don't make someone, then you didn't beat someone. 
Right. Right. And so it's um, good stuff there. And if they continue it, cool. If they don't, I feel like that's also cool. I feel like it, it kind of was its own little mini story within the show. Uh, speaking of mini stories, we get to the final part of this episode. That's the main event. Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. And this may shock you guys, but this was another really good match between mm-hmm. these two. Of course it was. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins are involved. Judgment Day eventually show up. Then the OC shows up. It's a big melee. And AJ shoves Balor off the top rope, leading to Seth taking advantage of getting the win, which is a story in its own. <laughs> but Seth Rollins gets attacked by an angry Austin Theory who holds the title over him as we go off air. Issa, this is, again, angry Austin Theory looks like he might get that title shot after all. Yeah, I feel like we're moving on to a feud feud between Seth and Theory. Um, so also the cashing doesn't make any sense. You could have come up for the open challenge and now you're going to feud with him. You wasted the briefcase. But that's beyond the point. Now I'm overthinking and nitpicking. First of all, I love this match. It started slow, but they gave him a lot of time. But I feel like that last 10 minutes of this match was just nonstop. When they mm-hmm. tease the, the SummerSlam spot with the turnbuckle onto the barricade, like the uh, buckle bomb onto the barricade, I literally scream out loud, like, no, that's how you heard him. Like, I love the throwback. <laughs> yes. And Finn rever- reversed that double suplex that I was talking about that uh, that Rollins does. There's nothing that I love more than when you see performers that have wrestled a bunch of times look like they know exactly what to expect from that other person. And mm-hmm. that showed here. Uh, if felt slightly a little bit AW-ish booking here at the end when you have so many storylines kind of like trying to become involved. You had the Judgment Day come out, the club, and then Austin Theory to set up with Seth. But listen, it's it's great. I just wish we would have had a little bit more time before we got Theory here because I'm still in that mentality like, boy, you really wasted that briefcase if you're still going to get mm-hmm. end up feuding with Seth Rollins. Why not just get mad and do what you did tonight and you still would have set up yourself for a feud? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really, really thought the match was fun and I just needed a little more time to kind of like digest the cash in and, and maybe Theory kind of like being angry at himself. Like, why not everybody make fun of him today? Backstage mm-hmm. or his co-workers or let him come out to the chance and then next week having snap like that. And blame it on Rollins. You know, instead of mm-hmm. I won the title, no, I'm going to mess you up because now everybody thinks I'm an idiot, you know. So that's my critique here. But fun mm-hmm. match between these two. We kind of knew that's what we were going to get between them. And mm-hmm. a lot of people coming out at the end to set up different angles felt very convoluted. <laughs> it did feel, you're right. I like the AEW comparison because they also, even in timing compared to their shows, they a lot of times would do these big things at the end to kind of push their next big pay-per-view and, kind of in the same uh, timing space as where uh, Survivor Series is to this show. Kind of I, like I, not, not to correct you, Jack, sorry to cut you off, not to correct you, but the only problem in AEW is they don't only do it in the final segment, they do it quite often throughout the Every entire Every segment, show. basically. There's, 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 there's like a brawl after every match. Yeah. yeah, well, well, they don't have Jimmy there to keep him in line. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, you probably won't be seeing me. Jimmy, Jimmy's the only reason why this podcast has gone smooth tonight between you and I. Yeah, it's when, well, we got to build. We're building up to the pay per view, so that's the yeah, yeah. premium yeah, live event. Right. That's that's how this goes. We got to wait till this, this is when we coexist before one of us backs <laughs> Yes. One of these, I'm going to ask you a question, and you're just going to drop off the apron and not take the tag and leave me hanging, and then Jimmy's going to finish me off. Uh, walk away laughing (laughs) (laughs) uh so this was a uh like i said at the start of the show this was a very interesting episode um i don't really know how i feel like if i compare it to the last three months this was probably one of the longer episodes for me personally Mm -hmm. Uh, I, i think if i compare it to six months ago this was great if i compare it to two months ago I don't know. I felt like this didn't go that well. I, this wasn't yeah. one of my favorites, but uh, it, it, Jimmy, how about you? No, it, it was, it was okay. I, I, and that's the problem. It was just okay. Uh, it, it almost has like a different vibe from, from Friday nights or, or even Tuesday nights. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, it just feels like two completely different flows and I get it. Raw is three hours and it's a little, you know, time consuming. Let's put it that way. And you got to fill the time differently to keep uh, keep your audience interested but at the same time you know you, you got to be better with stuff like that and like you said it, 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 at the ending there usually the, it's what people remember 
mm-hmm. once, once, uh, you know, once they finish watching the show and if they keep remembering at the end of that brawl, that just felt like, hmm, okay. You know, like you said, like you said, Austin theory comes up. I would have preferred, Oh, here we go again with the fantasy bookie. I would have preferred that there wasn't a real finish to this match instead of the other one. And Austin theory causes the, uh, no contest disqualification or something like that and say, no, 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 no. I am winning this U S title match, not you and whatever the case may be or something along those lines. And, and then have your beat down. I was wondering where'd Bobby Lashley go? Doesn't he still want a title shot? Like, or did he just go? Nah. That's what I meant about him feeling random. I didn't feel that much about it in the beginning, but at the end when he also didn't show up, I was like, okay, so Mm -hmm. Bobby Lashley just don't care. What is it that he's after? At least show him in the back watching the match and saying, I don't care who wins this title. I'm taking it from him right. or something like that. Anything. Yeah. Right. Especially if you're having a big everyone out there anyways, like why not throw him out there and make it a big, a big thing happening? I don't yeah. know, but I hear um, yeah, I don't know. This was a, well, I feel like this was episodes that could either be one that like we just washes away in time or we'll look back on and be like, wow, they actually did a lot of stuff that later mattered. But, uh, right, right. We yeah. don't know what they're setting up. To me, it felt very mid. I always see it as was there something that you had to watch or did you miss something huge? Mm-hmm. Not really, you know, not yeah. really here. Um, but again, when you go back to like six, 12 months ago, yeah, the yeah. Even worst mm-hmm. of the new era is better than what we were getting. I just thought that we still had a couple of weeks of really good shows before Survivor Series, before we start getting that that kind of like calm down season through the holiday shows because you know they don't they don't really book a lot of good stories especially without day one so i was like maybe this week and next week we're gonna get some really solid shows before we really start seeing that that season which is like a whole what four weeks before we start setting up for the rumble regardless i mean there was a lot of really enjoyable wrestling on tv Mm -hmm. tonight a a lot of really good matches that even if they felt predictable these guys like killed it in the ring tonight Mm -hmm. Is there a uh, is there a show between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble? No, not, it was not supposed to be just day one, and it got canceled. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's why. That's what I mean. I feel, unless they yeah. schedule something or an international right. show, Jimmy. But the yeah. only or, or they reschedule day one for later. But the only thing mm-hmm. that we had between them was day one, and that's right. off. That's right. what I'm saying. I was hoping that the last few shows before Survivor Series were going to be action packed because I have a feeling we're about to enter four to five weeks of a lot of nothingness before mm. people start, I declare myself and sign pointing, you know? Right. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite time of the year, by the way. Oh, the sign sign pointing point season is my favorite time. Of the year. It's, it's the best. Yeah. I would say like after the new year, once we start building the Royal rumble, that's what I say. WrestleMania season starts is as soon yes. as Royal rumble. Yes. Ends, that's the real start. I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I need to see a sign being pointed at. That's when WrestleMania season starts for me. Mm-hmm. As soon as I see a sign. I mean, last year, I almost lost my life. I was like right under it. And that thing caught on fire when Ronda Rousey Ooh. pointed at oh, it. And they evacuated the whole area. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. They, they like made like the whole area in front of me empty. I was just in the one behind it. So we didn't have to leave. But I was like, you know, because I always, I've always said I need to see a sign being pointed at for, for it to feel like WrestleMania mm-hmm. season. But they went crazy last year wow. <laughs> well and you could see the fire like it was crazy yeah. uh that's so fun. i didn't know you were there well, good thing you, you got out okay but uh yeah. but uh, i think i think that does it for our show i think that does it for this episode mm-hmm. thank you everyone who is watching or who watched along again remember like comment share subscribe Thank you to Bernie, to Ian, to Steven, to Dylan, to Justine and Samantha. And shout out to Tina Miller in the chat, Rocky, uh, and everybody else. Appreciate y'all. Uh, Tuck, didn't see you earlier. Baby Eyes, Christopher, and everyone else. Thank you so much for being here. But before yeah, we go. Thank you for putting up with yeah. Uh, well, oh well, hey, guess what? <laughs> this is where you get to put yourself over. Uh, Issa, where can the world find you and all the other stuff you're working on? Uh, please, you guys can find me here Monday, not Mondays, not Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at Lucha Libre Online, my YouTube channel at NYC Demon Diva. We're about to hit 20,000 subscribers, so I'm super excited. Nice. Yeah, so give her a follow. Get her over the 20,000. Uh, she's taking Justin's job, apparently. She called her shot for Monday here. Uh, no, 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 no. no not with you. Not with you. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, where can the world find you and all the stuff you're working on? 
Well, you can find me right here on Mondays and Wednesdays uh, after Dynamite on Wednesdays as well as after Raw Monday nights with with you and usually uh, Justin. So we're Triple J, but we're glad to have uh, Isa fill in at any time. And I join Isa every Wednesday night as well. So that's also very cool. And you can catch me from Monday to Friday doing my ref and rants on all my social media outlets where I just give a little critique and have a little fun. Super Uzi rant from Jimmy Cordero. Very Uzi. And you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. And of course, make sure to follow. Oh, Jimmy? No, I like that. But maybe we can call it uh, being very refy. Ah, refy rants. Oh. I'm you got you got to get oh, you got to get a shirt. You got to get yeah, that merch. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, I've got I've got the ref and ranch shirts at prowrestlingtees.com. Maybe I got to uh, I'm feeling very refy today. Very <laughs> refy. <like that. laughs> well, make sure to check all that out. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. Make sure to check out the After NXT show on Wrestling Inc. Make sure to check out the After Dynamite show. Make sure to check out the After Smackdown slash Rampage show, and make sure to check out the After. Uh, I'm sure we're doing a. Uh, full gear and, and everything else make sure to check out all that stuff just follow wrestling Inc. it's the easiest way to do it that does it for us again thank you guys like comment share subscribe we'll see you tomorrow save big money now on new siding from lp smart side at menards update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding it's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP SmartSide today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.